So Dramatic would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we have recorded this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. What up, Drama Salami Army? Welcome to So Dramatic. Welcome to Tea Tuesday. We have a massive, massive episode today, so I'm not going to waste any time. Let's get straight into it. Coming up today, Carolina Santos shares damning receipts that prove just how fake Married at First Sight really is. Married at First Sight's Jackson Loney goes Instagram official with his new girlfriend just weeks after splitting from Olivia Fraser. We figured out what the fuck Love Island UK star Hugo Hammond was doing on dating app Hinge in Melbourne. I'm a celebrity, get me out of here has been axed, find out why. The paternity results are in. So is Farmer Wants a Wife's Will Dwyer really the father of Hayley Love's daughter? Concerning claims that one farmer had a stroke during filming of Farmer Wants a Wife. Meanwhile, multiple farmers have been exposed for using fake farms. The block Sharon and Uncle's builders respond to allegations they ripped them off and stole from them. Another reality TV show was infested with rats. Big Brother Sky Wheatley responds to backlash from her offensive comments about OnlyFans creators. Another Married at First Sight bride has a bun in the oven and the dirty Farmer Wants a Wife casting tricks exposed. Plus, lots more. So much drama, so little time. Let's get into the show. But you're like the last person we can tell things to. You want to know something? I have some dirt. So juicy. Spotted Married at First Sight's Carolina Santos sharing an explosive recording of her conversation with the MAFS producer, proving just how fake the marriage experiment really is. Now, in case you missed it, the intruder bride was held to account by fans and viewers alike after hooking up with Daniel Holmes behind her expert-appointed bay, Dion Giannarelli's back. Now, the 33-year-old has taken to her Instagram story with never-before-heard recordings of a conversation in which Carolina begs producers to allow her to tell Dion about her relationship with Daniel. So on Sunday, Carolina posted this. Hey, everyone. I've been quiet for a long time, but my mental health and well-being, I don't want to keep this in any longer. I tried with multiple producers prior to this conversation with one of the head producers about wanting to be upfront and honest with Dion and asking to deal with the situation as I would on the outside. As you will hear, if it was up to me, things would not have been done the way it did. I'm glad I'm finally sharing my truth. Now let me play you the audio that accompanied that statement. Why do you think that's the benef- more beneficial thing to do? Is it because of the Just Power series? I actually didn't see that series, so I don't know. But is, is yeah, that what you're basing some, it off? She had someone to even talk about it with. Like, I literally have to keep it to myself the whole entire time. I'm not allowed to speak to people outside of the experiment. I'm not allowed to speak to people in the experiment. I literally have no one to even say, hey, this is what's happening. What do you think? Like, what advice you give me? Or, mm. you know, so it's just like a really frustrating. And... Like, and then on top of that, like, there's obviously, um, Dion, like, I, even, like, yeah, that's not the way I would have handled things on the outside, like, you know, even on the first boxy when Daniel first invited me for a chat, I came mm-hmm. back and then the box was like, would you, are you going to tell Dion? And I'm like, yeah. 
and then they're like, no, you don't want to tell Dion. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to tell that. I won't tell him then. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to tell him, like now, like I just, how long more am I going to drive this along for? Let me give Tara a quick call. Um, or at least tell me, like, because it's frustrating me. Like, oh, this is the plan that we have. Do are you do you accept it? Do you agree with it? Can you hold on to it? Like over here, I was literally under the impression that. Because I don't get told no, this is not happening either. So you guys drag me along as well. So uh, like every time I said I, that's how I would like to do it, I just get like, oh, it's not up to me. It's up to time. It's not really reality anymore because it's not doing the real thing that I would do. But then if it's not going to be reality, so at least run it by me so I can be like, okay, I think I, I'm okay to do that because I think that way. I can handle whatever hate comes my way. So, you know, or you either do reality or if you're not going to do reality, then just run by. Now, if that wasn't juicy enough, on Monday, Carolina faced her Instagram story again and reiterated that producers compelled her not to speak to Dion about Daniel. She then released a second recording that featured herself and a male producer in which she said she wanted to speak to her TV hubby that day. Let me play you the audio from part two. I just want to address my stories from yesterday. First of all, why now? Uh, I feel like it's something that's been affecting me for for a really long time. And um, even though maths dramas is fading away in Australia, it's constantly starting to earn a new country. So we get new hate all over again. Um, And uh, I often get questioned why I didn't tell Dion, why I didn't come clean and was honest with him. And I feel like I've been taking the blame for something that I did not do. I wanted to tell him. I wanted to be honest. I just wasn't allowed to. I've brought it up with the producers a number of times that I wanted to tell him. And I was um, dragged along. All the answers that I would get from the producers would be like, um, it's not up to me, it's up to Tara, who is the head producer. I need to check and, you know, we'll get back to you. Um, so yeah, so they, you know, kept dragging me along for all those days. Um, Dion had moved out of the apartment that we shared during filming after an argument. Actually, he, we only shared that room together for about four days and we had an argument where I told him I can't even try because I don't see a future with you and he moved out. Um, I did not know what apartment they moved him into and we weren't just allowed to go and knock on everyone's door whenever we want to. Um, there was a AP, a person watching the corridors and made making sure we would not interact with any other cast members uh, without the production approval and the cameras and everything. So um, I wasn't allowed to tell him even if I wanted to. Um, yeah, so we it's that's that that's all it is so yeah i just felt like i need to speak up about this because it has been affecting me and yeah so that's that and i would also not like to blind Dion completely i would like to invite him over or over to his place and just say like look i'm really sorry but you know i, I knew from the get-go that you weren't ready for me and uh and 
this kind of happened and I see a chance of buying love there and that's why I came here for so I'm going for it. Sure. Um, so I would like to kind of tell him one on one and then I would actually love if that happened today, the more honest way rather than... Yeah, I can see that. I see that, definitely. I definitely see your point of view, but it's not up to me. So who is it up to and when are they going to make a decision? Because I've literally been bringing this out for over a week now. I wanted to do that last week as well. Hey, like how long are we going to drag this along for? Um, you know... So you, you know, obviously you're not allowed to say anything. Honestly, these are the receipts of a lifetime. Why the hell was Carolina holding on to these for so long? Seriously. Now, after I shared this on Instagram, a number of Married at First Sight brides actually backed Carolina up. Carly Boa wrote, the same thing happened to me on my season. Then you're forced to keep your mouth shut and receive the opinions and hate from the public for something that's not even your choice. Surely people understand by now that the real villains are production. Hayley Vernon similarly wrote, Good on her. I wasn't a fan on the show, but like so many others weren't a fan of me, the truth is rarely shown. We had situations where police should have been involved and issues taken further, and it was always, let's see what we can deal with in-house and nothing ever happened. The storyboard and the characters they pre-plan always come before how a real person as a participant could be portrayed. So it looks like the TV drama Unreal is looking more and more real by the day. XLXL. Spotted, married at first sight, Pest, Dean Wells and Beauty and the Geeks, Amy Woolley, still going strong and on a date together. One so dramatic spy sends us this. Spotted, Dean Wells and Amy Woolley having coffee in Manly Beach last week. My boyfriend tried to take some spy pics but did an awful job. They were holding hands, kissing, etc. Now, what does etc. mean? Please explain because I need to know specifics. That could literally be anything from talking to doing anal. Please define. The spy continued, they were walking around like everyone was knowing who they were and hot shit. It was embarrassing. They walked off into the dark alley together all over each other. See, dark alley. That is making me think it is on the other end of the spectrum, literally. Who knows what those two were getting up to in that dark alley. The spy continued, whenever you go to Manly, I feel like it's a sightseeing experience because you just know Dean will pop up somewhere. Almost everyone I know has a negative story about him from a personal perspective, not even from maths, myself included in that list. The spy added, I've lived in Sydney for almost a year and I see Dean in Manly more than I see my friends, brackets, not by choice. I think he might hang around the Corso like an attraction once you get off the ferry. (laughs) I cannot with this. An attraction, lol. He is more like a freaking deterrent, a repellent. You see him hanging around the jetty and you literally stay on the ferry. He's the single reason manly tourism is suffering, in my opinion. XOXL. Spotted, married at first sight's Jackson Loney going Instagram official with his rumoured new girlfriend, Ella Kemp. So this weekend, Ella confirmed what we already suspected to be true by sharing a video of Jackson playing with her dog to her Instagram story on Sunday with the caption, she's fucking obsessed with him. If you would like to see these photos, head to our website, sodramaticonline.com. Now this comes after Jackson was spotted and caught in the act, withdrawing money from an ATM with a mystery woman who we suspected might be a new love interest. We later identified her to be the ex-girlfriend of his Married at First Sight co-star, Jack Miller. 
The scandalous lives of Australia's reality TV stars, hey? XOXL. Love Island UK star Hugo Hammond was recently spotted on dating app Hinge with his location set to Melbourne. Following last week's episode, a number of people got in touch to reveal what the fuck Hugo is doing such a long way from old blighty. The first person explained, Hugo is playing cricket for the season in Mordialic. Poms and Aussies go and spend the summer seasons playing cricket. They put themselves up online and create a profile for clubs to approach them and play for their club. So Morty Alloc, not too far from Brighton, have secured him for the cricket season. Apparently, he's a quite good cricketer. He used to play disability cricket as well because he was born with a club foot. They then added, I know too much about this random guy. Welcome to my life, sweetie. A second person then said he's moved to Melbourne and he signed with a cricket club. The club actually made an announcement after signing him, which read, New signing at Love Island, star heading down under. Morty Allop Cricket Club have put all their eggs in one basket with the signing of cricket agency England Cricket PD, something, something, something star Hugo Hammond for their 2022-23 Cricket Bayside campaign. This time next week, Hugo will be jetting to Melbourne to embark on his new cricketing adventure. It's fair to say he's chomping at the bit to get out there. Stay tuned for updates on his season down under, more to follow. Seems like they're really milking their new signing in Hugo. Now, it was also brought to my attention that there have been some recent horrific allegations leveled against Hugo since he left the Love Island villa. So if you are on Hinge... Swipe right with caution. XOXO. It was set to be entering its ninth season next year. However, Channel 10 insiders have revealed to So Dramatic that I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here will not be returning to screens in 2023. Despite the 10 show rating well in its time slot last year, a 10 insider says that it's unfortunately been scrapped. They aren't going ahead with it next year because they already have a number of shows that have already been filmed still to put to air. The Bachelors, The Challenge and Survivor have all been filmed already and are all set to air in 2023, leaving 10's schedule incredibly backlogged. This year, they are focusing all of their money and efforts on new shows like The Real Love Boat and The Challenge to give them a proper chance of success as they plan for these shows to replace long-running shows like I'm a Celebrity and The Bachelor, which are becoming monotonous and repetitive. The insider added, They will rest I'm a Celeb for a year and we'll see how these new shows go before deciding if they will pick it up again in 2024. The Bachelor will air because it's already been filmed, but it's not a priority now. The source then added that I'm a Celebrity had become tired and predictable after eight years, just like the Bachelor franchise had. They explained this was another reason behind the show being rested. The roster of celebs has become a bit overdone and they feel like they're scraping the barrel. If they rest it for a few years, they will have a larger, more interesting pool of celebrities to draw from. The insider added that the cost of production also played a huge part in the decision for the show not to go ahead. They said it is also not a cheap show to make. They have to have a large budget to pay for the celebrities. Chris Brown and Julia Morris's salaries are enormous now and filming in a remote location is also costly. The source then said that 10 will be confirming this decision at the upfronts next month, but will put a positive spin on it. So watch this space. Oh my God. Oh my God. The wholesome series Farmer Wants a Wife was rocked by the biggest scandal the show had ever seen last year when rumors began swirling that Farmer Will Dwyer had gotten a woman from Farmer Matt's farm pregnant. Hayley Love eventually came forward to address the rumors, confirming she was indeed pregnant with Will's child. 
Ever since then, Will has vehemently denied that he's the father of his daughter Daisy, who was born in December last year. Then, after news of their brief relationship broke, the farmer took to Instagram to say he was sad that his parental dispute with Haley had played out in public. He wrote in August last year, If this is in fact my child, I will be there whenever the child needs me. One thing I've learned from my father is that discretion is the better part of valor. I'm sad that this has played out in public. I only want the best for Haley. I'll say what needs to be said in private and let my deeds do the talking. Now, both parents then consented to a paternity test, and after a little bit of resistance from one party, the results are finally in. So Dramatic has cited the paternity test results, and with permission, can reveal that Will Dwyer is, wait for it, drumroll please, 99.999% likely to be the biological father of Daisy May Love. So I guess that settles it once and for all. We hope. Or maybe not, because despite the results of the paternity test, it appears Will still does not wish to meet his daughter. Haley recently told Woman's Day he hasn't met Daisy. I did tell him a couple of hours after she was born that she was here, just out of courtesy, and so he didn't hear it through the media. She also explained that she's put Will's name on Daisy's birth certificate, and she's open to Daisy having a relationship with her father if he will allow it. She said, Will is actually on her birth certificate, so it's not like he doesn't exist to her. If she wants to meet him down the track when she's old enough, she's more than welcome to. Now, a friend of Haley's also dished some more details to So Dramatic, saying, Will recently boasted on social media about a donation he gave to charity of $60, which is way more than his monthly child support for Daisy. Will also did his very best to tarnish Haley's name when he found out she was pregnant. He also told locals that she's been sleeping around with other guys from the same town at the same time she fell pregnant so that people would question the validity of her claims that Will was the father. So hopefully the results will shut everyone up once and for all. Will also told locals that Haley refused to do a paternity test. However, it was in fact Will who was the one stalling the process and Haley was the one instigating it because she knew he was the father. So he's on the birth certificate. The paternity test ruled positive and still he won't meet his daughter. Shows the kind of man he is. It is just horrible for Haley and Daisy. God, it sure is. Now, a source who knows Haley also revealed that she was not actually sure she was ever going to be able to have kids after undergoing chemo earlier in life. They told So Dramatic, It's so sad. It's like he just decided one day not to care about her and the baby and makes no effort to reach out. What makes it worse is that Haley had intensive chemo when she was younger, which made her practically infertile, and she was told she would have trouble having children if she even could. So this baby was a miracle and is now the love of her life. It's so sad that a miracle baby like that is going to grow up with no father. So, so horrible. Well, at least Daisy's got a kick-ass strong mom who is worth the value of two dads. Oh my God, oh my God. It's supposed to be the most wholesome of all reality TV dating shows with the alleged goal of finding genuine connections for the farmers. However, if my intel is to be believed, and trust me it is, Farmer What's a Wife is beginning to sound like the least wholesome show in the land. According to a close friend of Farmer Benjamin, he sadly suffered a stroke whilst filming the show after the immense pressure of filming took a toll on him. The friend revealed to So Dramatic he had a breakdown during filming and it led to a stroke. He had been under extreme pressure and stress during filming. He wasn't coping and it manifested in a total breakdown. 
He woke up one day and couldn't speak properly. Medics had to be called, but thankfully he's getting better now. I'm unsure if they will air it because it will make the production and network look bad, but we will see. A second source from the town of Gyra, who also knows Ben, dished more details about the incident saying, yes, Benjamin had a breakdown and a stroke. He ended up with a really bad stutter from it. Producers put him through the ringer to create drama and he just couldn't handle it. They were trying to make the girls cry to create drama and Benjamin wasn't coping. He was trying to be too kind to the girls last week by being open and admitting who he'd kissed. He didn't want to hold on to info just to create drama. He's a genuinely nice person and just isn't for conflict or confrontation. It's just not in his nature. The source then revealed that Benjamin became so overwhelmed with stress that he lost the ability to talk and then developed a stutter and couldn't finish filming. They said he didn't finish the show because he was too sick to continue. It really affected him. It will be interesting to see how they're going to write him out of the show, unless he came back to film scenes later on. Well then, there you go, guys. That is why I couldn't find out who Benjamin chooses, because apparently he doesn't choose anyone. The source then said that it was disappointing that someone could be pushed to such limits on a show that is supposed to be the most wholesome and genuine. They said, Farmer What's a Wife used to be the most genuine show. So that wholesome thing they were after, they totally fucked with. Now they're just trying too hard to be like married at first sight. Gyra is a really protective community and the whole town is disgusted by how Benjamin was treated. So Dramatic has reached out to Channel 7 for comment. Oh my God, oh my God. Farmer What's a Wife's Harry Floyd has been exposed for bringing his potential romances to a fake farm. The 23-year-old dairy farmer is from the north central Victorian town of Caibram. However, his TV escapades were filmed on a stunt farm in Gloucester, New South Wales. So Harry's girls were introduced to country life on Farmer What's a Wife in a completely different state, with his real home being more than 900 kilometres away. The Herald Sun was tipped off about Harry's fake farm by an eagle-eyed Farmer What's a Wife viewer who lived near Caibram. They pointed out that the mountainous backdrop which we saw on Harry's farm didn't match up to the actual landscape of the Victorian town. Network 7 later told Daily Mail Australia that they had moved farms due to the COVID-19 travel restrictions during filming. A spokesperson for the network said, the location of the farm didn't impact the series as Harry's ladies were able to experience life on a dairy farm with Harry, including the early morning starts. However, whether the girls were told they were in a different state is unknown, and since they were still on a dairy farm, I mean, at least they got used to the cattle manure smell. Now, a source has backed these claims up, telling So Dramatic, I work with the best friend of Farmer Harry's mother, and I can tell you that I've known he was faking his farm the whole time. I work in Caibra and where he's from, and his family aren't saying anything, unfortunately. I know that he's definitely still with someone from the show, but I don't know who. Now, last episode, I actually revealed that Farmer Harry ends up with Tess from the show and they are still happily together. So there you have it, guys. More confirmation for my fake news. Oh my God, oh my God. Now, it turns out Farmer Harry isn't the only one who doesn't actually live on the farm, they alleged. Sources tell So Dramatic that Farmer Paige also did not own the farm that they filmed on. In fact, she doesn't even own a farm. One source who knows Paige told So Dramatic, Farmer Paige does not own a farm. She works for an agriculture business and borrowed a farm for the show. It's all another lie. Honestly, is anything on this show legit? Now, So Dramatic did approach Channel 7 for a comment and a spokesperson from the network said, Farmer Paige is a first-generation farmer and doesn't own a farm, hence the series being filmed on an alternate farm. 
Well then guys, there you have it. Confirmation. Oh my God, oh my God. The 18th season of The Block has been bogged down by scandal after scandal, from cheating contestants to claims of inadequate sight conditions. Last week in episode 215, So Dramatic revealed that another scandal was yet to emerge, this time involving Sharon and Encore and their builders. According to an onset source, the contestants were ripped off by their tradesmen during the show, with allegations of theft occurring on site. An onset source revealed Sharon and Encore were getting ripped off by their builders throughout the whole show. It ended up getting so bad that they had to go to production for help. They fucked them over big time, ripped them off and stole stuff from them. They also let them down right at the end and didn't finish their build for them. It will all come out on the show. Now, following these claims, one of Sharon and Uncle's tradies got in touch with So Dramatic and claimed that these allegations were not at all true. They said, Hi there, I am one of the tradies from Sharon and Uncle's build team on the block. I've just seen your story accusing the entire build team of fucking them over big time, ripping them off and stealing stuff from them. I find it crazy you don't reach out to any of the builders whose reputation is on the line with accusations like that. Now, I wrote back to this saying, look, it is really hard because we don't actually get the details of any of the tradesmen or anyone working on the show. We only have a Channel 9 contact, so we can't actually reach out to these people for comment, which does make it really difficult. I then offered him a right of reply to the accusations and he said, we had many issues with Sharon and Encore, but to publish we ripped them off can really hurt our future work efforts when it's completely untrue. Many trades in our house had issues with being paid by them throughout the entire 12 weeks of building and it continued even after production had ended for months, I might add. Shaz called me initially as I had done two blocks before and wanted my knowledge. I gave them as much heads up as possible on things to get them ready prior to filming and then Liam and myself tried to streamline the process for them as much as possible, even stayed late nearly all Saturday nights through the caulking for them as they refused to learn. We tried to give painting lessons and they didn't take any of it on board. We went into every week wanting to create an amazing room and always pushed all the trades to get it done to a high level as that's what I've been known for on previous years, having the least defects. We gave them walls to paint early in the week. For example, in living and dining week, we knew they had such a big painting job ahead of them. So we had plasterers stay most of the night Tuesday. So all of the lower walls were ready to paint on Wednesday night for them. And they never started painting till Saturday. And then that's our fault again. We can only give them the best chance to finish as the one job we are unable to do is paint. Now, one of Sharon and Uncle's tradesmen also made a post on their Instagram. They shared this video all the way up um, but obviously that's at a labour cost so we already came up with a decision that we would try to go to halfway and depending on time and how much we could negotiate with the actual trades do we go up further or do we not so that's a continuing conversation the video was accompanied by this caption we already made the decision to try to go halfway up and depending on time do we go up further or do we not so just to be clear, Encore and Sharon decided to go only halfway up on the fireplace. And then when I tell them that they don't have the time to go all the way up, all of a sudden I'm the bad guy, question mark. My thoughts from a trades perspective was it's easy to get stone on the wall, but grouting over 25 meters of stonework in time was never going to happen. So that's where you leave a half finished job and get slammed by the judges or you stop it halfway and complete the job fully. To me, it looks so unfinished and seems the scores reflected that. There is also the issue of budget. We have overspent nearly every week. So there comes a time where you have to start clawing back your budget. Oh, well. Well, maybe next week. Very proud of all of the trades in House 3 once again. 
To produce what we did in that gigantic space in six days is a huge effort. We supported these guys throughout the whole process week in and week out, but there comes a time when reality needs to set in of where they are. The block has time restraints like no other building site and we definitely learned that lesson this week. Also, it's good to see Keith and Dan come for us this week too. Now, one person left a comment underneath the post that said, yeah, but I feel like you guys were kind of rude also to Sharon and Uncle. I think the team vibe was off, bro. To which the tradesman replied, yeah, the vibe was off big time, but we had a plan from the beginning and if it was possible to do it and finish it 100%, then we would have all got on board and done it. This was 24 hours before reveal and we got it sprung on us that it was supposed to be going all the way up to the top. When I left late Friday night, that wasn't the plan. Then I get made to look like a jerk when all I did was bust my ass this and every other week for house three along with all the other trades. Another person asked, how did you deal with all their drama? I take my hat off to you and all of the other trades. The tradesman replied, it was hard, nothing like the other years. So this tradesman has worked on the block for a number of years. Now, whilst I'm on this Instagram page, they also made another telling post. They posted a photo of their work bags and they wrote, I didn't realize the trades were supposed to be chained to site and unable to go to have a lunch break. This day was particularly funny because we actually passed Keith in the driveway, heading out to get some lunch 10 minutes up the road in Gisborne. So what better time to stitch the tradies up for daring to have lunch? At this stage of the day, we knew we would have to be putting in big hours to get the PIR board up and probably wouldn't be knocking off until midnight. Also, you can't exactly get Uber Eats where we were. It's a little disappointing putting in a 17 hour day and then hearing comments that we are slacking off for taking 30 to 40 minutes to eat some food. Hashtag the blog, hashtag house three, hashtag drama. Well then, there you have it. The plot thickens. Now I've also contacted Channel 9 for a comment. However, they had not responded at the time of recording. Oh my God, oh my God. Last episode, I revealed that the block was infested with rats, but it turns out that it's not the only reality show with a rodent problem. Laura O'Loughlin from Jimmy Nicholson's season of The Bachelor revealed that the 2021 cast also grappled with mice and rats whilst living in the mansion. Commenting on our Instagram post about the blocks infestation, Laura dished the dirty tea saying, as was The Bachelor Mansion in 2021, terrifying. Now I can understand the block having a rat problem during the early stages of construction, given where it's located and the on-site conditions, but there is literally no excuse for vermin crawling through the walls of a multi-million dollar batchy mansion. Yuck. Laura then slid into our DMs with even more details about the rodents. And no, I'm not talking about any of the contestants. She said it was fucked. We also had foxes the size of fucking golden retrievers roaming the gardens at night because there was so much food waste in our bins. It was a journey. I then said, what the actual fuck? Why didn't you mention this earlier? To which Laura replied, look, there was that much going on that a few little rat friends did not occur to me as one of the problems I had. I mean, with Jimmy as a bachelor, fair enough. Oh my God, oh my God. In a since deleted blog posted to YouTube last week, former Big Brother star Sky Wheatley slammed OnlyFans creators for ending marriages and fucking themselves on camera to make money. In the footage, Sky told YouTuber Michael Finch that she was fuming because she likes to make money by promoting products to her audience rather than filming adult-only content for paying subscribers. Now, obviously, backlash followed, and Sky eventually addressed the offensive comments in a statement to So Dramatic on Wednesday, along with an apology and an explanation. She said, I am truly sorry if I offended anyone with my comments. 
I 100% think that what I said was nasty and not acceptable. Sky further explained her comments, revealing that they were taken out of context of a conversation about a specific sex worker that she was having issues with. She said, it's not an excuse, but I was speaking out of hurt and anger about someone specifically, not only fans creators in general. This someone I was talking about is a sex worker and was coming from my line of work and I was venting to a friend. I was heated and defensive of me and a friend, but I don't actually have those views. It was never meant to be posted publicly as I know what I said was very hurtful. Sky then reiterated that she has nothing against sex workers and it was a shame that the video was posted against her will as she understands that her comments are hurtful and offensive. She said, it wasn't nice and I know that and I own that. Again, I am sorry. The influencer then went on to reveal that the video has ruined her friendship with influencer Michael Finch. She added that the pair are no longer talking, confessing, he didn't even consent with me before posting it. I thought he would know not to include offensive stuff like that to the public. Now, I mean, it is a pretty shit go that he posted it, not gonna lie, but they were filming content for YouTube, so I feel like Sky should have been a bit more careful about what she was saying. And I think the solution here is to just not say anything offensive, especially when the cameras are rolling. Pretty simple. Now, many people were also speculating that the person Sky was ranting about was OnlyFans star Anna Paul. However, Sky confirmed to So Dramatic that it was not Anna, so you guys can cross that name off your list. Oh my God, oh my God. Now for today's blind item, this just in. Another Married at First Sight bride is pregnant. It is very early days. It wasn't planned, but she's super excited to become a mum. She isn't with the father, but they will be co-parenting together. She is just waiting until she's past the three-month mark to announce it publicly. Well then, watch this space. This is bad behavior. Everybody calm down. Is the case for the FBI. So scandalous. Detective Megapus back on the case again this week, uncovering some dirty tricks from the crack-smoking producers over at Farmer What's a Wife. Actually, the last season of Farmer we had, I would say that they must be smoking something a little stronger over there, just saying. Now, as we know, Farmer Wants a Wife producers often go to desperate measures to find contestants for the show, even going as far as signing on men who aren't even rural farmers. Farmer Sham, I am looking at you. Now, one listener of the show dished some insight into the whack-as-fuck casting process for Farmer Wants a Wife, saying, Episode 119 reminded me of the lengths that Farmer Wants a Wife producers go to to cast farmers. I live in a rural area and a couple of years back, local businesses were contacted by producers asking if they knew any farmers looking for love. The local bakery posted about it on Facebook. The producer pitched it as great exposure for our region. Great exposure, yes, but not the type of exposure you want. Now, another source revealed that someone they know was approached to star on the 2022 season and detailed the tricks of producers, which include blacklisting any woman with farming experience. They dished the boss of the beauty salon I go to was going through the casting process for farmer wants a wife but didn't get through because she had previous farming experience they're desperate to cast but also desperate for people they can manipulate and look stupid on tv now this is so bizarre because surely a woman with a little bit of farming experience would be a better fit for a farmer than a city slicker or do they actually want to cast silly city slickers for comedic value? Seems that way anyway. Now, another source revealed that the Farmer Wants a Wife producers were also randomly contacting guys on Instagram and hunting them down. This is what they said. So I've had like 
several messages from, like, random guys on Instagram how, like, the farmer producers are, like, hunting them down. And these men genuinely fucking tell me that they are not husband material. They are not looking for relationships. Like, they openly state that. And these farmer, like, recruitment people are, like, hunting them down to get them on the show. Like, what the fuck for? They're not obviously interested. Like... I just don't get it. Like, why do they try and set it up so it fails, you know? What the fuck? Scandalous with a capital S. They were also posting in a number of Facebook groups trying to recruit people as well. In one Melbourne hospitality group, a producer wrote, Hi everyone, Farmer Wants a Wife has just announced the next crop of farmers looking for love. This year, our female farmer Paige joined the farmers and she's searching for the man of her dreams. She's originally from Brisbane and left the city to pursue her dream of becoming a farmer. She's an amazing down-to-earth person with a great sense of humor. We're looking for any down-to-earth bartenders or hospitality workers that would be interested in meeting Paige. If you know anyone, tag them below or email us at farmercasting at fremantle.com. They then shared Paige's full profile and begged them to apply. Desperate with a capital D. Now, one woman who was approached to be the female farmer lead early on in the casting process, so before Paige, also revealed the whack casting process. She said, Hey, Megan, I have some lukewarm green tea. I made a few rounds and was interviewed for Farmer Wants a Wife earlier in the year for a female farmer role. Luckily, didn't get through. Brackets was pushed into doing interviews, but super turned off by the fact that they said I would need to be in Sydney for filming and pretend a banana farm down there was my farm. My family farm is a banana farm here in far north Queensland. I didn't apply, but someone had given a recruiter my number. At first, she actually contacted my parents to get them to convince me to take an interview. I wasn't in a great place at the time. It's interesting how far I went without even submitting an application form. I think there are two weeks out from filming where I had my Zoom interview. After the Zoom call, they asked me to submit an insane amount of photos, which I never did. It was during a Zoom call they told me they had already scoped a banana farm in Sydney for me to film on. Also, I work in quality assurance across our group of family farms. Female roles in agriculture are just as important as male roles. I had conversations about what I do and the response was, yeah, but can you drive a quad bike? So clearly they want to paint a certain image of the female farmer. My parents own the farm, but I've been working for them for about seven years now. I can drive a quad bike, but most of my job is food safety. We are an organic farm and super passionate about the environment. So it was a hard no to film on another farm that wasn't on the same wavelength. Also, how awkward pretending that's your farm. Very, very true. She continued, for context, my family do the red tip bananas. So it would be awkward as hell telling our story on another family farm. My God, I love the red tip bananas. They are my fave bananas. She continued, they told me they would touch base again for the next season, but it's not something I'm considering. I'm far too shy and it doesn't sit well with my morals to not be upfront. Morals and reality stars definitely do not go in the same sentence. So I can see why this girl didn't decide to go on the show. But seriously, it doesn't make any sense to me why they can't film these shows on the farmers' actual farms. If they can fly a whole cast and crew to places like Argentina or Fiji or Samoa, why can they not film in far north Queensland? Now, another woman said that she was also approached for the show, telling So Dramatic, I got asked to, and so did a lot of my friends, to be a female farmer on Farmer Wants a Wife. They were asking every single farming chick. She then shared the screenshot from the producer and it read, 
Hi, hope you're well. My name is Lauren and I'm writing to you for a TV show called Farmer Wants a Wife. Apologies if one of my colleagues has already been in touch with you. We are looking for single farmers in Australia, male or female, to be part of our next series in 2022. And I've come across your profile on a farmer's Instagram and was wondering if you are a single farmer and if this is something you might consider applying for. We'd love to hear from you soon or know if you know someone that fits the bill. Please let me know. Thanks so much, Lauren. She then replied, hey, Lauren, thanks for asking me. I have a partner. However, I know someone who would be perfect. He's a single dairy farmer from Brunswick. She then provided his name and Instagram page so this person could go and pester her friend. RIP me. Seems like those producers are literally scraping the barrel for new contestants. Warning. That's all the tea I've got for you drama queens today. Before you go, please make sure that you go and subscribe to our second show, So Dramatic Daily. We drop hot tea on there every Monday to Friday at 5pm. And make sure you're also refreshing our website, sodramaticonline.com throughout the day for the latest reality TV news updates. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to leave a rating and a review. Five stars only, of course. I am being absolutely hammered by the trolls of late, more than usual. So please, please, please do your Christian duty and leave a positive comment. I've also dropped a heap of new tea on Patreon. Make sure you jump on there now to have a look. And I know that there was no episode last week and that is because there was a public holiday on the Thursday and on the Friday, I forgot that I had annual leave and I was off. So apologies that we'll be dropping this Thursday. That is with an international guest. So mark your diaries now, set those alarms. It is going to be amazing. Actually, I can tell you guys who that's with because I've already recorded it. So nothing can possibly get in the way. Fingers crossed, touch wood. Thursday's interview is with Real Housewives of Salt Lake City icon, Heather Gay. Honestly, guys, I am obsessed with Heather. Make sure you give that a listen if you're a Salt Lake City fan because it is juicy. And guys, before I go, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. There are links in the show notes for all of those accounts. But most importantly, if you have any tips or receipts, please email tips at sodramaticmedia.com or slide into my DMs. I will see you guys on Thursday for my chat with Heather. Until then, goodbye, good riddance and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. (laughs) Oh my god, oh my god. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.